This is the Rundown. The rundown. The rundown. Hosted by Luke Lipinski. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Live from the Auction Community Studios for the next half hour. Luke Lipinski here with you. Cody Fincher behind the glass. Sarah Cazell dancing, as always. Every time I say you're dancing, you stop dancing. Well, yeah, because then I'm going to talk and I don't want to be out of breath. Oh, you can't talk and dance like some sort of pop star? No, I'm in horrible shape. (laughs) All right. You know this. This is a place of honesty. That's fine. (laughs) Don't act like you can dance and talk. I don't act like you're that talented. Dance at all. Well, look at that. All right. That was rude. Thanks for coming in with your moment of rudeness. The new segment on the show, Sarah Cazell's Moment of Rudeness. I love it. If you could prepare a moment of rudeness for every show, I would 100% play it. I can ad-lib it every single day. That's true. This is your gift. This is what you were meant to do. It really is. Oh, my gosh. Living the dream. Thank you. We're going to let your superpower show through on the air. (laughs) Sarah's ability to be rude at the drop of a hat. Off the cuff. (laughs) All right. We're going to get sponsored. I don't know who would sponsor something about rudeness. I feel like people we'll are lining up. Yeah. All right. Yeah, totally. All right. I'm looking forward to that tomorrow yeah. and, and beyond. Me too. I might still have the tag on my shirt. <laughs> but you already used your moment well, of rudeness. Well, you've already given me my moment for tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know what this is. I don't know. Anyway, we've got a lot to get to, so I shouldn't be wasting time. And yet, here we are. Uh, we're going to start with the Cardinals. We have a half-hour show tonight because we have Suns Grizzlies at the bottom of the hour. But, I mean, talk about a night to try. And this would have been tough to fit everything into two hours. We've got uh, March Madness, we've got baseball, we've got hockey, we've got football, we've got basketball. We literally have every sport. Uh, I don't know about cricket. I haven't checked on cricket. We're going to have to push that to the second hour. But we're going to start with the Cardinals and a couple of things that stood out today for the Cardinals. One was they really haven't made a big move yet. Uh, and maybe they're not. I mean, they made the big move with J.J. Watt a couple weeks ago. But in terms of the legal tampering period beginning in the NFL today, Cardinals haven't really done anything big yet outside of their um, own roster. But that leads me to the second thing. I I do find it interesting that they went ahead and agreed to a two-year deal with Marcus Golden. Um, And not so much that it's a shock that they did that. But, I mean, look at this defense now, with or without Hassan Reddick. The pass rush that features Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt, and Marcus Golden. I understand that Marcus Golden is not like the headliner in that group, and maybe you're not counting on him to to do a whole lot uh, in terms of like like compared to the Marcus Golden that we've seen in the past. I mean, the guy had 12 and a half sacks in 2016 for the Cardinals. He had 10 sacks in 2019 though for the Giants. So that's last season, like not this past one that just ended, but last the last normal season, he had double digit sacks for the Giants. I mean, it's entirely possible that teams aren't even going to be able to pay attention to Marcus Golden because of Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt. But I think the real story here is if you're now bringing him back, is that probably it for Hassan Reddick? I mean, it'd be great to have him back too, and I would just assume we're going to have four sacks a game at least. Between the Tampa guys? Bay Buccaneers are bringing everybody back. What's that, going on? Well, Tampa won the Super Bowl, though, so maybe they had a no. reason to do that. Uh, not Antonio Brown yet. I don't believe he has resigned, has he? Not, not that I've seen. Nobody else is going to sign him though, so it's he's going to end up back on Tampa, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I would assume no Hassan Reddick. The other big story with the Cardinals is um, no Corey Lindsley, who, as a number of people have been talking about, and then Gambo reported a while ago that uh, the Cardinals were he was going to be their uh, one of their top targets. 
and makes sense. You know, you get a guy to to play center that you can you can just count on every time he's out there that you don't have an issue at that position. But the problem is other teams saw that as well, and the Chargers get him, which, you know, sometimes you'll see teams just make moves, and it feels like they're doing it for the sake of making moves, and sometimes the team will take a player you want. Like, I don't really know why the Jets need Corey Davis, but whatever. Um, but, uh, but, but the Chargers going out there and bolstering their offensive line for Justin Herbert makes sense. That one stings, though. Like we were looking, we're trying to figure out who some of the other potential centers that the Cardinals could get are. And Alex Mack is like the most recognizable name at the position. It's funny, I was talking to Jarrett Carlin during uh, earlier today, right after his show. We were like, these are the like two or three weeks when everybody becomes an expert on offensive line play. Like I'm not talking about the Max Starks and the people that you know played offensive line in the NFL and are experts. <laughs> but like just everybody all of a sudden is like, well, you know, clearly uh, Alex Mack is not nearly as good as whoever from uh, Matt Skura from Baltimore. Like, okay, I guess I'm looking at a list that has Matt Skura ranked higher. <laughs> I would be fine with Alex Mack to the Cardinals. Now, the other question, though, with the Cardinals is a lot of these receivers are starting to get scooped up. And there's a lot of receivers out there. But. Kenny Galladay, Juju Smith-Schuster, Will Fuller, Emmanuel Sanders, all still out there. Marvin Jones, T.Y. Hilton, Sammy Watkins, uh, Rashard Higgins. But I mentioned Corey Davis to the Jets. Uh, Curtis Samuel, who I don't think was necessarily like a target of the Cardinals. He goes to Jacksonville, it sounds like. I'm not sure I would have left if I was Curtis Samuel. Like They, they had found a place in that offense for him. Uh, Matt Rule, in particular, had found a really nice place in the offense in Carolina for Curtis Samuel, but, you know, get paid, and this is maybe his one chance to really get paid, so he goes to Jacksonville, and um, we're just, we are seeing a lot of these receivers now kind of sign on with teams. The Cardinals only need one. I mean, that's the thing. You know, just because you can't get Corey Davis, who, by the way, signed three years, $37.5 million. If you get Juju, fine, you didn't need Corey Davis. I said this the other day on I was in with Wolf on Doug and Wolf. I would be fine with Emmanuel Sanders because I don't think he's going to cost that much. And I think he's a solid number two receiver for you. You know, I don't think you're going to you're going to look back at the end of the season and be like, oh, Emmanuel Sanders, when he erupted for 12 touchdowns and 1100 yards, that's why we won the Super Bowl. No, I mean, of all the the only receiver out there that I think could be a true game changer for you is Kenny Galladay. And they're not going to be able to afford him. So. Keep an eye on the Cardinals tomorrow because they really, uh, you know, they haven't they haven't made any any big moves today necessarily. But I did find the Marcus Golden deal and tendering Dennis Gardeck. I mean, you got to bring <laughs> if you have Gardeck too. So now you have Gardeck and Marcus Golden and JJ Watt and Chandler Jones. Assuming Gardeck comes back, that's that's quite the pass rush. All right, let's get into the rapid reaction. The rundown rapid reaction. Rapid reaction. Reacting to today's top three trending sports stories. Well, we'll start in the NBA, and we'll get more into this in in, uh, next segment. But the Suns back at it tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies. Suns lost over the weekend to Indiana, 122-111. Once again, no DeAndre Ayton in the fourth quarter. Uh, It felt like the last time this happened, it was kind of like, hey, Sharich is playing really well. Let's, Let's keep him out there. I don't know that that was the case on Saturday. That felt kind of like a, hey, DeAndre, let's get going here, okay? Um, we'll get into that in just a little bit, but uh, I want to get to March Madness. We're barely going to be able to talk about it tonight because it's just a half-hour show, but we'll certainly get into it throughout the week. 
ASU doesn't make it. We knew that last week once they lost to Oregon in the Pac-12 tournament. U of A doesn't make it because they are ineligible to make it. They weren't even in the Pac-12 tournament. GCU does. So we've got a team from the state of Arizona in the big dance, and it's not ASU or U of A, which is kind of crazy if you think about the expectations ASU had coming into the season and the expectations U of A always has. And, you know, GCU's never made it, but they're going to play Iowa on Saturday. And I'm interested to see how if the Valley gets behind this team at all. Like, if you're an ASU fan or a U of A fan, are you like, no, I don't want GCU to win. Screw them. Or are you going to be like, no, you know what? We have a team in March Madness. It's not... They're kind of like adjacent to the rivalry. Like, I, I went to ASU. I never pull for U of A. I'm sure nobody from U of A pulls for ASU. GCU is kind of like, they're neutral, aren't they? Yeah, like you don't really, if you're an ASU fan or, uh, I mean, I could be just in the minority maybe, or if you're an ASU fan or a U of A fan, I don't think you hate GCU yeah. just because they have another men's basketball team. So I think there's I would, no rivalry there. Like if they played all the time, yeah. maybe, and like GCU had some big wins over the Wildcats or the Devils, yeah. maybe, but... I'm going to be pulling for them. Why yeah, not? That's the thing. I, I think, you know, maybe in a few years, maybe as this rivalry grows, because ASU did play them this year finally, you know, maybe if this does become a rivalry between ASU or U of A and GCU, maybe you won't be able to pull for GCU in a few years. But I think right now, this year, 2021. Let's when, pull for them while we can. Yeah. Let's, let's just enjoy, and, and Before they start beating all of our teams. <laughs> that's, that's sad, but true. Um, it, it may only last two hours. I mean, they are playing a two seed in Iowa, but I don't know, we'll see. Saturday afternoon, GCU and Iowa. Uh, D-backs today, I lost the score, but they beat the Mariners 6-2, I believe. Taylor Widener, three innings, shutout. of uh, Three innings, shutout of baseball, five strikeouts. Bear, you're a huge D-backs guy. This is a different D-backs hat tonight, or is this the same one I usually see you wear? It's usually it's the same one. Okay. You're, you're, I have many more. Your feelings, you're a man of many hats, but they're all D-backs hats. Um, your feelings on Taylor Widener? Um... I don't think he's going to make the team. Okay. Um, but he has good stuff when he's on. He's kind of a guy like that struggles with command and everything. But, yeah, he looked good today, though. I mean, I wish I could have watched it, but it wasn't on TV or anything. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if his I don't know if his future here is a starter, though. He could be one of those guys they could convert into a reliever because he does throw pretty hard. Yeah, and they've got a few of those guys now, like Duplantier. And, like, they, they do have depth at starting pitcher slash could maybe become a, a middle reliever or something. So we'll see. But the D-backs, 6-8 uh, and eight now in spring training ball. All right, we come back. I want to get back into the NFL beyond just the Cardinals. A couple teams made pretty big statements today, as you would expect. But these might not have been the teams you would have expected to make the statements. That's next. It's the Rundown with Luke Lipinski on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Rundown 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. All right, Luke Lipinski back here with you. We've got Suns Grizzlies coming up at the bottom of the hour, so I want to get back into the NFL as, uh, as quickly as we can here. Drew Brees announcing his retirement yesterday, and it was interesting because Larry Fitzgerald tweeted about Drew Brees' retirement, but didn't say anything about himself. I I mean, I think every over-under, like every date we've set for, okay, Fitz is going to make his announcement this day, that day. I remember at the beginning, I, I guessed March 2nd 
Everybody's like, March 2nd? It's going to be well before then. I think everybody's prediction as far as a date for when Larry Fitzgerald is going to make an announcement is well past because it's March 15th. I'm guessing he's not going to do it tonight at this point. Um, it's got to be coming soon, right, for Fitz? I mean, now he's tweeting about other people's retirements. I, it has to be, I mean, even if he doesn't announce it, the Cardinals must know. They can't go into free agency not knowing. Yeah, th- I mean, you're right. They can't just keep going. They can't go out there and spend what they have in salary cap not knowing what Larry's going to do, right? Yeah, because then that puts you in a really potentially awkward situation. And honestly, if they don't know, we could already be in that. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like free agency officially starts Wednesday, but it kind of already started today. So if the Cardinals go out there and spend money, like, what if they had gotten Corey Lindsley? What if, what if the Chargers hadn't outbid them or whatever it was? And the Cardinals get Lindsley, and they do everything else, and they pay Golden, and you tender Gardeck, and so you end up paying him a little bit, and you know, and then and then Fitz decides like, okay, you know, I've made my decision, I want to come back, and they're like, we have three million dollars left, you know, I mean, that's that's a very real possibility if he hasn't indicated to them what he wants to do. So I have to think on some level they have a pretty good feel that he either is retiring or is willing to come back at a pretty big discount because they are pursuing players. but we'll see. I, I am very surprised that we don't we don't know yet. Now, this is a name that has been brought up a few times. And I mentioned I did the show with Wolf on Friday. He loves this name as a potential receiver for the Cardinals. I kind of do as well. This is Adam Rank talking about Will Fuller earlier today. You know what? Again, I'm just kind of playing these dream scenarios. And you figure, you know, if DeAndre Hopkins is in Houston, J.J. Watt just went there, maybe we'll get Matt Schaub to go down there. Let's call up David Carr, see what he's doing. I think we, I think this could be a nice fit. Now, one thing that we did see last year was that Will Fuller could be a number one guy on his own. He's proven that. And maybe he doesn't want to go out there and start doing, you know, buddy comedies again. That's why Ben Affleck and Matt Damon don't appear in movies together anymore. But I think Overall, for his career, fantasy, and reality, I think Will Fuller could be a great addition to this Cardinals offense that really needs a number two wide receiver. No disrespect to Christian Kirk or anything like that, but I believe that Fuller would just add something to this team and make an exciting duo down there in the desert. Uh, No disrespect taken (laughs) on behalf of the Cardinals for Christian Kirk. If he wants to step up and be a consistent number two receiver this year and they already have a guy like Will Fuller, fine. We'll have a number one and two number two. Yeah, twos. that'll be that. That'll be fine. We'll yeah. take that, right? Uh, I have no issue. We'll with also that. take Andy Isabella becoming mm. a good receiver. He's really kind of brought down the mood of the show right there with the mention but of that. Why? <laughs> I feel like we need like that Price is Right music. Um, yeah. I kind of what is it? Yeah. Every time, every time somebody mentions Andy Isabella until he gets going. Uh, so I, I saw that right. Jameis Winston and the Saints have agreed to a deal. It doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be the starter. Uh, but they at least have a deal with them. I mean, now they have Jameis, and they have Taysom Hill, and they're still, I guess, technically in the Russell Wilson sweepstakes if if he is to be traded. And yeah, I don't know how many quarterbacks the Saints need. The, the Taysom Hill deal is great because it's four years, $140 million, even though it really isn't. But uh, uh, some of the other moves around the league, the Packers re-signing Aaron Jones, Tom Pelissero saying, okay, now the focus in terms of free agency at the running back position, it focuses on two names. And for the rest of the running back market, the attention now turns to Seattle's Chris Carson, Arizona's Kenyon Drake, and Jones' teammate Jamal Williams, who I can tell you is also going to have a strong market in free agency. Expect the Jets 
and the Patriots to be among the teams active looking for running back help in the coming days. Cal. Yes, that's some interesting names there. First of all, one from Kenyon Drake. So it's interesting in the sense that, uh, you know, if some team wants to pluck him away from the Cardinals, I don't think the Cardinals are going to spend a ton of money at the running back position. Uh, They probably spent a little bit more than they wanted to last year, although that was the way to keep Kenyon Drake. And, you know, in fairness, a year ago at this time, everybody here wanted to bring Kenyon Drake back. Uh, They just don't have as much money when you consider all the needs they have right now and the, the now urgent situation they're in to make the playoffs. A year ago at this time, it was, hey, okay, let's bring Kenyon Drake back. It's great. He fits in the office. Offense, he's better than, he's better than David Johnson. Oh, this is going to be great, and, and we just need to improve. This year, it's, we got to make the playoffs. Our head coach may very well lose his job, and the GM will be on the hot seat. So you need to, you need to allocate your money very carefully. Not to say they weren't doing that last year, but um, it, if some team comes along and it's like, we're, gonna, we're willing to pay Kenyon Drake, I don't know that he will stay with the Cardinals at that point because I don't think they're going to match anything big. Chris Carson's an interesting name with the Seahawks. Um, Jamal Williams is also interesting, maybe not for the Cardinals necessarily, but when he has had to step in as a starter for Green Bay the last, I'd say, two years, he has run like a starting running back. So some of that might be being in an offense with Aaron Rodgers and not being asked to do it week in and week out. You know, it's it's one thing if you're okay, you're the backup running back for most of the season, but four weeks a year we need you to be the starter. But teams are going to be focused on Aaron Rodgers and you know Devontae Adams anyway. Um, so I don't know. We'll see if Jamal Williams goes out there and and takes a, another team that's in need of a running back out of the picture. But uh, I know Gambo had had talked about maybe Mike Davis. I'd like Mike Davis. I mean, for what the Cardinals need him to be, they're not they're not looking for some guy to step in and and be you know Christian McCaffrey when he's healthy or Saquon Barkley when he's healthy or you know they're not they're not looking for Alvin Kamara. They're just looking like Mike Davis, pretty steady guy. So we'll see. Uh, obviously, a lot more to happen tonight and tomorrow. So we'll keep an eye on that. Okay, I want to quickly get into the Suns here before we turn it over to the Suns for their pregame show against the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. Phoenix losing over the weekend to Indiana. It's weird. Like when they lose, now we're like, wait, wait, what? They can, they can still lose games. Um, they haven't lost two in a row since January 27th. So I want to see how they respond tonight because this is not like a team that's going to be making a run at 72 wins in a regular season. Like, uh, you know, and so in a 72 game season, I don't know what that would be like 58, 59. They're not, they're not that team. But um, I want to see how they bounce back because they are, they should be better than Indiana. You're going to lose some games. That's fine. But I do want to see how they respond tonight against Memphis. And then they have back-to-back against Minnesota Thursday and Friday of this week. Once again, Dario Saric playing over DeAndre Ayton in the fourth quarter. Monty Williams was asked about it. Dario did a really good job in Portland helping us there. And I just didn't feel like we had any answers for Sabonis in the first three quarters of the game. And even when we blitzed Brogdon, he was able to catch it in the middle and throw it to the other side. Dario gives us the ability to dive, but also space the floor so our guards can get to the basket. So that's not something that is hopefully is a consistent thing, but I just felt like it was the best thing to give us a chance tonight. Yeah. 
couple things on this. I mean, the DeAndre Ayton conversation has, it's been talked about and it's been talked about and there's been twists and turns and there's always oh, getting better in his second year, but now he's suspended and he could have avoided that and then comes back and it's good and it's kind of, he's, he's up and down and you bring in Chris Paul and it's like, okay, now Ayton's going to take the next step and some days it looks like he is and other days it doesn't. And then all of a sudden he's not playing fourth quarters in a lot of these games. My stance on this right now is simply, I like the fact that James Jones and Monty Williams are not afraid to just move on without him on the nights when he's not ready. James Jones didn't draft DeAndre Ayton. Like big picture, you take a guy number one overall, should you be building around him? Yeah, number one overall, that guy should be really, number one overall, that guy should be your best player. Now, we knew from day one that wasn't going to be the case here because you had Devin Booker. But generally, in theory, in a vacuum, number one overall pick should be your guy. But James Jones didn't make that pick. And Monty Williams wasn't here for that pick. And I said this at the like about a week into the season. Whether DeAndre Ayton takes the next step or not, this team can win without him. And if he if he doesn't, they'll just leave him behind. Now I want to be clear, this team can't like go on a deep playoff run without DeAndre Ayton being better than he's been. But in terms of any given night, like I I, I think, I hope, maybe it's just optimism or hopefulness, Ayton will bounce back tonight. But if he doesn't, I like that Monty's like, fine, I just want to win the game. I'll just go to Dario. Dario's solid. And the team's good enough to win anyway. On any given night, I feel like the Suns can win if DeAndre Ayton has an off night. Any given week, if he has like four or five bad games, I think they can still win. You know, they can go four and one or three and one, whatever, in that stretch. Big picture, they need him to be better. But I like that they're not so hung up in, well, we took him with number one overall pick, so we got to run everything through him, and he's got to be out there, and he's got to play 40 minutes. Like, no, just, just win your games. You have a good team now, and that's what they're doing. All right. So let's wrap it up here. Thanks to Cody Fincher behind the glass. Thanks to you all for listening. I'm Luke Lipinski. We've got Suns and Grizzlies coming up here in just a moment on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.